Okay, well, this is a different podcast. We've got Dom. We've Hello. got Dom. We've got Dom, who is the how of mentality. I'd like to think that I'm the why. Um, Dom's the how. He is the video. He is the audio. He is the graphic design. He is the humor of mentality too. Is <laughs> um is my best mate since being eight years old, and is the co-founder of mentality. Yeah, it's, uh, it's five years. Can you believe it? It's five years. It's a five-year celebration podcast, and you get to listen to that. <laughs> Fuck. Apologize. That mega. Yeah, we're sorry for this. Listen to our dulcet tone. We, we, you'll listen to us, and hopefully you'll enjoy it. We'll, we'll see. Um, but I want to kick off the podcast with a Zoom back in time to... When I thought you were going to say like a Zoom then. I'm like, what's going on here? We're bringing someone in live. <laughs> we're live. <laughs> we're live. We're live to 2016 <laughs> in May 2016. And the article in what launched Mentality as an online magazine back in 2016. I'm going to read that for you right now to understand the backdrop of Mentality, to understand that why behind Mentality. And then you will be able to understand where we are now and what we've been able to build on top of it. So this is the dark side of sport. Do you remember the moment when Leeds snatched the league leader's shield out of Huddersfield last September? Ryan Hall's last second surge down the touchline to score capped one of the most dramatic days in Super League history. It was a day that marked one of the biggest transitional periods of my life. That day began with me at my nana's funeral, carrying her coffin out of the church as stairway to heaven played. It finished with the Huddersfield game and I told myself I would do everything on that pitch for my nana and I did. I felt like I was having one of the best games of my life that day. I got my name on the score sheet and I believed I would be part of a last minute score to get the shield. With just minutes left on the clock, I took an all or nothing pass from Rob Burrow and then it came snap my knee crumpled beneath me i later learned it had completely ruptured an injury which in a previous era would have seen my career written off i couldn't believe it surely this wasn't meant to happen everyone goes through adversity at leeds i'm surrounded by so many champions so many experienced players that you'd think i'd have no shortage of people to look up to when dealing with this setback so there may be some irony in the fact that the role model seeing me through this long-term injury is my nana. But why would she But why would she be someone I look to for inspiration? Many of you know just how vicious cancer can be. I used to visit my nana every week and watch her deteriorate. Her cancer had stemmed from melanoma and she had developed tumours on her face. Every time I saw her, the condition worsened, but she would still light up immediately when I entered the room. It was a connection I felt so strongly. Every time I went, I couldn't believe how steely she really was. When I visited her, it sapped me of my energy. I'd look at old photos on a bedside table of her and my granddad in their youthful days and then look at what she was currently going through. You know that feeling when you're a kid and you get a whack on the nose and you hear a voice says, don't cry. Well, I had that feeling every time I visited my nana. It was only after I left the hospice that I'd let myself cry. It was my way of releasing the tension which had been building up during every visit. 
Being sat on that physio table, staring at what looked like an inflatable knee, prompted the same feeling I felt every time I left the hospice. Despair. The absolute loss of hope. Having to come to terms with your worst nightmare. Then, I heard the stadium erupt. Hawley had scored the winning try after screaming wide-eyed down the touchline. Although I didn't know at that time, I was sitting on the physio's table feeling more alone than I ever had done. There's a fine line between living the dream and living a nightmare. And it's my experience of injury and setbacks over the last eight months that have made me realise that because TV adverts and pre-match montages can make rugby league players seem superhuman, it's easy for fans to believe that we are. But we are anything but. As I'm sat here writing this, I'm ducking the waves of anxiety that can wash over me every day. I could be having a coffee with close pals and all of a sudden feel a flush of worry as if I was late for something or I had to be doing something else right that second. Two years ago, I had depression. It's a monster that can stop you getting out of the house just as much as a broken leg. How do I explain what that feels like? Simply put, I didn't value anything I did or said anymore. I was stuck in a rut of low moods, which is dangerous if you're used to going out in front of roaring crowds at 8pm on the dot on Friday nights. We have this idea that athletes are supposed to be all about positivity. And if you came to me with a set of questions, I could guarantee you one of them would be, what is your greatest achievement rather than what has been your lowest point? Everyone struggles at certain points in their life, but men in particular avoid talking about it or do the best not to make it obvious. After Hawley's try, I hobbled out onto the pitch to the roar of the Leeds fans chanting my name. It felt different to when they'd do it after you scored a try. It was almost as if the fans felt sorry for me. I went out there and smiled. I stood on one leg and held the league leader's shield up in the air. It was all a little bit weird after that condensed four-minute period of injury and last second try to become top of the table. I didn't know whether to genuinely smile, grit my teeth or just cry. But my nana had prepared me for the upcoming adversity. I'd never thought too much about fate. I'm just a lad from Morley who did what he did to make it. I'm aware that everything I had seen of my nana and everything which she had been through would lead me to stronger resilience to cope with yet another nine-month spell on the sidelines. Last time I saw her, she wasn't with it. She was on so many drugs to cope with the pain, but when I entered the room, I'll never forget the smile she gave me. That was all she could manage. It was her last treasured lucid moment, and I'm left with the memory of her brutal, honest strength. That smile was so powerful to me. If she could force out a smile for me in the darkest and most testing times, knowing that she was going to die, then surely I could smile at everything I'd achieved that season. When you're injured, you get bored, or you feel worthless on account of being out of the game. When you're a rugby player of either code, you know that if you put the hard work in physically, then you can take your bag off the hook at the end of the day, leave your mates in the change rooms and know that you can relax for the rest of the afternoon. You feel as though you're paying the price to be an athlete. But during injury, you cannot pay that price. You're stagnant and you feel as if you're stuck in the mud. One Saturday night, my mum and dad had come over to keep me company as all the boys I lived with had gone out. It was a week before the grand final and I had my crutches laid on the floor next to the sofa. I was sat in my comfy spot where I wasn't finding any pain and I could watch the television. 
I had some teammates for me, we watched some Carl Pilkin, a man that would almost certainly have a more cynical view on things than me. Anyway, it made me smile. All the way through my mum and dad's visit, I was acting positive and pleased with what I had already accomplished. I was already the youngest grand final winner and I'd been hit by a brick wall of noise at Wembley, playing in 2012 in the Challenge Cup final, all of this at 18. Plus, I'd been part of the lead squad that was now on its way to securing a historic treble. It was a dream come true. But as I heard their car leave the drive, I sobbed. Why am I telling you all this? Rugby players don't do this, do they? But why should this side of sport, why should this side of life have to remain silent and undiscussed? Since I've been injured, I've learned that the most valuable thing that you can have is drive. As a result, I've created Mentality. My goal is to inform people and bring those less discussed sides of sport out into the open. You don't do things by halves, do you, mate? Our physio told me when explaining my latest injury. Turns out I don't. But I also want to provide frank answers to questions that any readers might have. If I can provide features and articles which are honest and provide deeper insight than I will, it's a way to focus my drive on something else. My legs might not be running right now, but my mind certainly is. If I can break down the barrier where people hide how they feel and shine a light on the dark side of sport, I will have achieved another one of my goals just off the pitch. There's a lot to unpack there, but um, what's your you know immediate feelings after after reading that back? After I guess it's been quite a long time since you last read that. I mean, it's I can't believe it. Yeah, I can't believe like the amount of what was going on for me at that time. Yeah. There's so much stuff packed together, so much like emotion, so many ups and downs uh, and, and unfortunate events, mm-hmm. but also some good events as well. So it's the highs and lows. I remember when putting Mantle out there, like I just felt so much, felt mm. so much joy and, and elation from winning, but also so much depression and like questioning for, for what was going on and, and why it was going on and all of that is in the article and frames what mentality is but let's go to talk about even before that let's talk about when we met Don let's talk about our life young whippersnappers rugby, young, rugby players as the young whippersnappers the journey of us that transforms into the journey of mentality yes here we go here we go (laughs) here he is we've got Dom on the mic he's always in background you know he's always flipping facilitating stuff recording stuff recording people's voices videoing them but he's on the mic. I'm on the mic. Yeah, it? it's like it's like young Jamie coming out of the uh, out Joe front for, a, for Joe Rogan. I yeah, know. it's like it's like we're back on the mic, like when we used to MC and stuff like that. <laughs> back. In the- <laughs> um, we'll talk about that though. We'll talk a little bit about Dominic. How the hell do we know each other? As a, as a start, we're going to go through the story of mentality, the journey so far, which is five years. Five years? Can you believe it? Which is chaos. Absolutely <laughs> chaos. chaos. Um, <laughs> Where's that gone? Um, and what a flipping journey it's been. But firstly, our journey has been a lot longer than that for, mm. five, for five years, hasn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's been 
Since we were eight. Since we were eight. So if I do quick maths, 19 years journey, is it? Yeah. Right. But it's a long, long journey. Me and Dom met at Morley Rugby Union um, when Dom was an aspiring young rugby union player. Yeah. So we've known each other since eight years old. And, um, you know, as you do, played a bit of rugby. And then we were different primary schools, but we came together again at the same high school. Yeah, 13. And Woodkirk. Yeah, Woodkirk Academy. And um, the rest is history, as they say, mm. I guess. We were best mates for around year seven, year eight, and um, shared a lot of similar interests, didn't we? We yeah. loved Linkin Park. Music, yeah, we that's what music. brought us together, wasn't it? Yeah, music, <laughs> we loved it, we loved it. Did you play for school rugby? <laughs> tried to get tried in, but to, I think we had a quite a good schools team. Yeah, um, I was never, never the, uh, never at your level for rugby. But yeah. there was one time actually. I keep, I always remember this. <laughs> played for Chirwell. You know what I'm going to say, don't you? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Played for Chirwell. Who we were playing? Was it Hunslet? This is Dom's um, claim to fame. Claim to fame. Why <laughs> saved claim him? To, claim to rugby. Um, yeah, they saved me. I think. Someone passed me a ball. And you dropped it? I dropped it, but you were right behind me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Picked up a bollock, didn't you? Yeah, That's what we've been doing for each other for got, a long time. Got it. Broke through the line and got tackled about a metre after that. Yeah. So yeah. that's it. So you made a metre. I made a metre, yeah. We've been looking out for each other for such a long time, looking, you know, picking up bollocks left, right and centre <laughs> for each other, aren't we, really? And uh, that's sort of our... You know, that's that that that's that's what went on before anything with Mantalia went official. We were daft young lads. Mm. Um trying to just enjoy ourselves as much as possible. Mm. We had a really you know, close close friendship group, you know, mm. we had loads of mates who had similar interests, so yeah, we just all stuck together. We've got some mates and we now that we're still from that group that we knocked about with we were still quite strong yeah it's good whether that's through whatsapp or mm. whether that's through the meetups and we can't what we yeah. can have it's um it, it definitely I, I think it's a powerful powerful thing to have in your life especially like we dip into nostalgia quite a bit mm. oh you're you're the biggest man yeah. i sometimes i've i've been on trips with dom <laughs> and it we might be seriously seriously hungover like i remember being seriously hungover in vegas a few years ago <laughs> and feeling like the world was going to end. <laughs> and I just, I just noted, I noted in my mind that this is the worst hangover that I've had. Almost probably what Dom's had as well. But I know that when we go home, he's going to be nostalgic about it yeah. and think it's the best thing ever and go, can you remember when we were on that side of the pool in Vegas and how classic you said that quite a lot actually. Yeah, but we were hungover. Yeah. Do you remember that? It wasn't class. It was Fucking awful. It was class though. It was in Vegas. I mean, that's the nostalgia talking in it, but in that moment. <laughs> so that's that. We, we've got very a, a big selection of memories of nostalgia, and anyone listening, they probably relate to a group of mates where you, you sort of reminisce and you think back about daft things that we've done. And you think back about how good a certain part of your life was, or a certain night was, and. Um, Dom's Dom's on Dom's like an automatic conveyor belt of all this nostalgia going into firing stuff into different WhatsApp groups, firing <laughs> firing photos in. I'm just a content machine. I just pull pictures yeah, out of the ass. Just, just <laughs> come out of nowhere. Yeah, you are. It helps. It helps having that sort of uh, that bank going, mm. and Dom's the Dom's the banker of it. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we've we've had a lot of good times. We've had a lot of um, memorable holidays trips um 
laughs and um yeah so that's it i mean we've probably spent the most important years of our life you know going through adolescence and mm. you know those those like teenage years where you're trying to discover yourself you've gone through that together haven't we yeah, you know, yeah really close out. so that's what's um that's what's going to keep us together i know for for many years to come you know having that that connection and it's good i actually thought about this like i don't know if they say it, like it's a bad idea to do business with your mate or whatever I mean, I'm not really felt that, but that's the saying. Mm. And I sort of think as well that a lot of mentality won't focused on being strictly a business. No, if not that at makes all. sense. The re- the reward is not monetary. No, it's it's just helping people. Yeah, and it's exploring the whole sort of world of what mentality is, and and learning stuff on the side, and and um, working things out as you go. I think making a statement and doing something, and and, and trying to get to the bottom of you know an equation or a, a, a remedy or an antidote for, for what men can feel like in the world we've, we've sort of made the statement from the start as you said that's like the sport mm. which the article which is which we launched with 2016 five years ago may uh, magic weekend um i launched uh, the article for mentality so any 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 guys that have sort of been with us in the last few years you might not know but I launched it with an article in um, the Magic Weekend, which is a rugby league um, sort of weekend where all the fixtures go on at a certain stadium. Um, And it was in Newcastle. And we launched Mentality on the back of that, basically. We launched it with um, that statement or that initiation or the notion of the elephant in the room, which was mental health in the sporting-related arena. Um, I was out injured for 12 months and I'd many fluctuations with mental health in that moment, in that time, um, when writing that article, but also in the past. And I think it was something that we'd we'd got around to doing. We'd as as we mentioned, we we loved Linkin Park, Nine Inch Nails. We uh were probably a bit sort of like um not knowing it, sort of loved art, if that mm. makes sense. Mm. We loved that side of it and, and we we loved talking about it. Dom's an amazing drummer, has been in a band. Um, and we always music has always sort of been the theme of our life yeah. and, and the backdrop of it where where we've been driving through Yosemite and um, listening to Pine Grove or whether we're driving through Morley listening <laughs> to Lincoln Park it's always, there's always been something behind it and I think I got to that point where I'd have so many fluctuations and, and I saw how or how well spoken it was in, in the art world or the music world and, and all this sort of stuff, how people could talk about mental health just easier and it not pull them down or not feel weak to do it. Mm. And that was happening in the background for me through those years where I felt the anguish or the mental suffering. And a lot of that's from the fact that I was so fixated on being the best rugby player that I could be with having to overcome injuries. I'm listening to Nine Inch Nails and, and, and all these different bands, these artists, Kendrick Lamar and Kanye West. And they're like, they're talking about it openly. And I'm like, well, this is all going on for me, but in the arena that, that I'm in, the sporting related arena, it's not happening. <clears throat> so that, that, that was sort of like a big part to play in the, the ethos of mentality or the, the concept of, of what mentality is. So May 2016? May 2016. You came to me? Came to you. And but, said... Well, yeah, it was probably, to be fair, it probably was late April. Yeah, April, it? yeah, actually, yeah. 2016, I came to you um, 
and said, look, Dom, we need to do something here. And this is off the back of a few different things, which I'll just give you a bit of context. I'd gone to the ex-Leeds Rhinos doctor, John Power, great name for a doctor. <laughs> but I'd gone to him and I'd spoke quite openly with him about stuff here and there growing up and great bloke, great doctor. And I just said to him, look, I'm getting like these waves of anxiety and these flushes of, of anxiety. Like, as if I'm meant to be doing something, it's like as if I'm late for something, but I'm not sure what. And I'm like trying to piece it all together as a young lad and, and just try to get it, get it off my chest to him. And he's one of those characters, John Power, which is not just a doctor that understands the science and the, the black and white of it. I think he understands where young men can be at. Um, and, and how to support people. And he just said to me, look, have you ever heard of this bloke called Tim Ferriss? Have you ever read a book that he's written called Four Hour Work Week? And I'm like, what? What are you about? No, like, you know, I'm, I'm just sort of like in this blinkered view, I guess, mm. of things. And then he's told, that, told me that. He says, just have a look into him and, and see if... And I think he knew that I had this sort of like curiosity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that 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 I needed to give an avenue for. So I'd gone back, looked into Tim Ferriss, ordered his book for our work week, which to be honest is like, it's not even, it, it, it probably wasn't as applicable to me at all um, in my situation being a good player. It's, it's sort of like aimed at the person who- Office. Um, yeah office job trying to leave nine to five yeah. and like live a, a life on their terms and mm-hmm. and and steps to do it or you know but a lot of it a lot of it was about turning these common misconceptions that we have as, as human beings on the head and just looking at the world in a bit bit of a different light and trying to think about how you can help or offer something in the world um, and one of the biggest quotes was what we fear doing most is usually what we most need to do. Um, and I'm like thinking, reading this, I'm like, what, what am I theory? What's, what's all this that's going on in my bloody body, and mind? And I'm like thinking, there's this elephant in the room with mental health and no one speaks about it. it it's been something to me. I've, I'm experiencing it. There's a world that talk about it, but my world doesn't talk about it. We need to do something about it. And then I'd met someone called Laura Bartlett, mm-hmm. um, who works for... House of Coco, which is like a magazine, online magazine. I met her at... Uh, and in print. And in print, yeah. yes. she Like very successful, very yeah. successful. And as a Rhinos team, we went down to the Banyan opening um, in the city centre of a new restaurant. And it was where influencers and stuff had, had gathered um, at that time. Met her, spoke to her, and she told me what she was doing. And I'm like, she was saying, yeah, it's, you just do this, you just do that. This is how we've done it. And she was laying all this stuff out for me like, how can it just be you and a few other people doing that? That's mm. incredible. But I felt like we'd, I was like, that's in our potential. So that's when I said to Dom, look, Dom, <laughs> we need to do something different here. I had all this time, I'm out with my ACL for 12 months and I'm like knocking about after, after 10 a.m. after finishing training. I'm just like, what, what am I doing? What do I do with myself? So we decided that we'd do an online magazine, but with a different feel to it a different why behind it and that why would be to talk about mental health and make it a thing normalize it um and break down the barriers to talking about it and within that online magazine would be the article that i would write talk about my experience with mental health and talk about um the depression that i'd felt uh the 
real low confusion state that I was in at 19 years old when things weren't going right for me. Um, and once rugby wasn't going right for me, it was a bit of a... Rugby's always been the fight that I'd been winning in my life, but at that point, I was losing that fight. So I was losing the battle with my mental health, if that makes it. That's sort of like the easiest yeah, yeah. way to describe it. So I came to you. Can you remember when I came to you and and and, and spoke to you and, mm. and and delivered all this flipping these ideas to you? What, <laughs> what, what, what what did you think? So yeah. So originally, obviously, it was a it was a magazine. So I never created a magazine before, but I knew how to make a website. Mm. So um, yeah, I was like, let's do it. Like, why not? I mean, we've yeah. done other projects before, haven't we? We've done. Um, Something called South Stand Music, yeah, if anyone rem- yeah. <laughs> remembers Which that. Which is even more wacky of an idea. Yeah. Um, but it went well. <laughs> you know, we had a good time doing it. Yeah, we had an awesome time doing that it. That yeah. much doing it. It was basically a CD for Leeds Rhinos fans of all the chants that they'd do, but all the chants that would be done on the inside as well for, mm. by the players. Um, put it out on a CD, raise money for Lymphoma, um, which is both was close to both our arts, I guess. Yeah. And we, we got out there. We, we, we decided to do it. We were actually on holiday, weren't we? When we decided to do yeah, it. Yeah, we were... Um, it was your idea, that one. <laughs> yeah, we were in Spain and uh, I was in the shower and I don't know why it came to me, but I was just saying like, you know, I go to all these games and I don't I don't know like half the chance. There's like a new chant mm-hmm. every week and, you know, if, if a player does one, one thing, one game, and then that's like the next chant. Um, and a lot of people miss that. So I wanted to... I was studying music production at the time at, at York and I wanted to sort of expand um you know into like the commercial world i guess and and create like a real life project so yeah i just said to stevie like let's approach the rhinos do a a little pitch to them and just say like let's create a cd of all the fan fans chanting at the games and and record that at the south stand and we could you know sell it and raise money in the process so that's how that came about and we it sort of uh took a little turn by, um, you know, getting the players involved in a recording studio and singing <laughs> yeah. different songs. That was next level. That, yeah. Um, and we were, we were 19 then, I think, or 20. I th- 18, I think it was. 18? 18, yeah. Yeah. Fucking, that's scary, isn't it? Yeah, it's mad, taking on a project like that. Doing that. Because yeah. it, well, it was the end of my first year at uni, so I was, yeah, 18 going on 19, I think. You were probably 19. So, yeah, so, we, we've you know, we've done projects before and, we've you know, we've always enjoyed it and... Um, we, we decided to do a magazine. It was sort of a scramble because we knew we wanted to release your article in time for the Magic Weekend. Mm. And there was sort of a scramble then, to, you know, to get everything ready. I remember staying up like the night before yeah, to like four in the morning yeah, yeah, trying yeah, to get yeah. this website finished. It, and it blew up, the, putting the article out, I think it blew up just because it was, at that time, I think it were a bit like, of a shock, I don't know, a bit of a surprise or I think, just people connected with it, or you yeah. Know, yeah. Just, well, I, th- I think if, pe- if if anyone's familiar with Seth Godin's term of purple cow, it was yeah. it was the purple cow. It was yeah. it was cutting through the noise of all the other stuff. You know, mm. that weekend anyway, everyone yeah. was talking to the players about how great it is to, yeah. to play the Magic Weekend, and and you were coming out with an article talking about yeah. you know literally the darker side of sport, which no one's ever done before. That's, really, that's it. Yeah, dark side of sport. It's. It, I think the name came from. Um, me having conversations about the injuries, the stuff that was hard, um, dealing with that in, in terms of my mental health. And then uh, everyone would sort of say to me, oh, that's the dark side of sport that you don't really hear about, innit? 
And I think I thought, well, fucking here we go. We'll tell you about the dark side of sport. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's what we put out there, um, which launched it. And it, it, it's always been the theme to what we do, I guess. So from an online magazine, we ventured through with that. We did some big interviews. We did some interviews with Jamie Peacock. Did some interviews with Darren Fletcher, the Brownleys. That was over in San Moritz. Mm-hmm. Um, we went for a trip um, to San Moritz. Um, and, and we're realising as we're going that because it was an online magazine and there was different article, different articles and different categories to it, there was Mind, which was obviously the big one. There was Vigor, so any sort of physical exercise uh, workouts. There was Travel. And I think it was Lifestyle. Yeah, Lifestyle, yeah. Lifestyle. And when we launched, it was like music and, and other things like and that you, and food yeah, and, that's and right. stuff. But we wanted it to be... Uh, magazine that had everything where mm. uh, you know a guy who was in sort of our age range and yeah. you know our um outlook on life i guess you know that curious side of, of things mm. to come to this website and just you know learn about your mind learn about your lifestyle learn about different uh, workouts and stuff and yeah it was sort of a one-stop shop in the beginning yeah and we got we, we realized obviously that travel was a, a possibility didn't we yeah we yeah, yeah travel was a possibility um, well, it's because obviously, you know, you had your own platform and, mm. and, and when we launched Mentality, there were, you know, thousands of, of visits to the website to read your article. Mm. So we, you know, overnight had this platform that has got, you know, thousands of views, yeah. thousands of hits on the, on the website and realized that we could exploit that a little bit and, and try and get some travel out of it. We got some travel. We got some travel. We went to San Moritz, as I said, ice glacier climbing. Mm-hmm. We went a bit of a walk up a mountain where we just like full on ice, didn't we? At the, at the top and yeah, it, was, it, was a, like it was a press trip uh, so there was multiple people from the press and different uh, magazines and you know travel websites and things so yeah we got offered to go to St Moritz yeah and um you know hang out with with loads of other people on that trip and just do some cool stuff yeah, yeah it was cool stuff it couldn't believe cool it really because it was like a couple of months after we launched and, and we were you know getting this five-star hotel all this you know meeting incredible people on this mm. incredible trip so yeah Beautiful food, beautiful trips, biking trips. It would, it would, it would mega. It was an absolute mega trip. And the Brownleys were actually training over there, so we sorted out some interviews with both Ali uh, Brownlee, Johnny Brownlee, and Gordon Benson, mm-hmm. who used to play yeah. rugby union with us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Molly. Eight years old, eighty nine years old, which was a little bit mental. Um, <laughs> but we've we've had some trips. And we've uncovered a lot of that stuff. Um, and as I say, we, we we basically went in, made the statement, went to do it, and then learn around it, learn mm. on the job, learn all the stuff around it. Um, we've been to India with Mentality on a Contiki trip, which was absolutely incredible. Dom's the only man in India <laughs> that's ever needed a laxative. <laughs> Dom, Dom, Dom was um, a great person to be on the Indian trip. <laughs> every, every, all, the, all the Indian people there, obviously, came up to Dom and knew where you were from. Yeah, I've, I've got an Indian mum and, and a British uh, father and everyone in India knew where my heritage was from, which yeah. was really odd. They just they just knew by your face structure. Well, brain. yeah, I was walking down the street and then, you know, got chatting to someone in a, in a shop or something and they were like, ah, Punjab, Punjab. Yeah, yeah. so I it, think that's why, because you were so, well, you you know, you, you, you found it easy there. You, you didn't even need to 
run to the toilet, did you? <laughs> you just you just merged straight back into that I think, culture. Yeah, I think I am the only man in India to have to take a laxative. <laughs> <laughs> it went, I went the opposite way. You, it was easy for you to go, but for me, yeah. it, was, it was pretty tough. So, yeah. and that's like curry every for curry. every meal. <laughs> we had curry and eggs like the first morning for breakfast, oh and um, yeah, it was mad. It was outstanding, and I made a deal with myself when I came back from India that I'd never eat curry again over in England because it's just not anything like it. Obviously, you get. Light what is it though? Day. Like I've said this a lot to people that it's you can have curry three times a day there and, and just be fine be after fine. it. But you, you have feel, one curry yeah, here, yeah. and it's, you don't feel like a slob after it. No, yeah. You feel like oh, I'm, I'm going to go and see the Taj Mahal, or I'm slipping, going to I don't know, get on one of the back of the uh, rickshaws and and go and see the world. But here, you just like you need to lie down. And you just need to lie down in a darkened room for yeah. a couple of days. So. India were big. <laughs> India were incredible. So we've had some times where we've we've learned a lot about ourselves, actually, to be honest, and each other. And I'd say it definitely opened up another world for us. I'd, I'd say that. I'd go as so far as say that. As well, we, the people that we've met. So Natalie, um, who's my partner, I basically met her through the activities of, of, of Mentality. Um, she'd messaged me on on Facebook asking about the magazine um, for a a friend that she knew in dance, and that enabled us to um, well enabled me to see into another another world. And that mm. took me to yoga. Yeah, yoga. Yeah, which then became a part of mentality and, and mindfulness, and yeah, you know, and and exploring that side of 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 yourself. Exactly, it led me to uh, an avenue where you could enjoy the moment. I'd never thought about actually being present in the moment. I'd always relied on my mind's activity for for whatever happiness or achievement or joy in my life. And I never sort of thought about trying to break the spell of your mind running and thinking and worrying and concerning. And meeting Nat and opening up such a dialogue with Nat and going to yoga and I'm like there's a bit that that's here that I've never been told about mm. and, and it's not normal for men to be told about there's a bit here that can improve my life yeah. or I can feel happier yeah. or I can I can stop ruminating and it's like oh like it's it's completely different completely different and it happened at a time I guess where you're still growing up you're still figuring stuff out um, but you're weighing it up with the way that you've lived in the world and the way that you've achieved in the world already and it's it, you know from there that's I guess the source of all the stuff that happened like that is, is from making that effort mm. with mentality um, and, and doing that and Chris O'Connor the, obviously the co-host the podcast now it might be out of a job now with with you here. But, with me, here, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he, um, the last time I was on, I got I got made redundant on the podcast. Do you remember? Yeah, that's it. Chris yeah. sacked me, and but now I'm going to sack him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> I'm back, baby. <laughs> I'm back, baby. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it, isn't it? We, we've 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 gone on to a, another another level, and I think that was around the time for me where we'd put mentality out in the summer. And we'd done all of these amazing things. We'd done all of these 
we'd achieved basically. I think I was always so strung up on achieving. I don't know. I don't know about you, Don, but I'm just like, this is it. We do this for mental health. We need to. We need to do something about it. And I almost thought possibly that, oh, we need to we need to achieve in mental health as well. I don't know. Mm. But then you understand there's another side to it where it's not just about achieving. And the question that kept presenting itself to me around that time was the difference between success and fulfilment or if they're the same thing. Mm. That was a question that actually kept coming up to me. I obviously felt I had so much success and I think I felt like they were the same thing, to be honest. But they're not. They're not. They're not the same thing. And I think that's where mentality opened up even more after that, to be honest. I think that's where we really sort of went on a bit of a a deep dive into it. Yeah, definitely. Well, and that's why, you know, with my background being in audio, we, um, you know, I think the magazine was a success on its own, but we wanted to take that conversation a bit further and, mm-hmm. like you said, go deeper. So with my background being in audio, the natural thing would be to start a podcast. Mm. So we, we started it. We started a podcast when... They were sort of kind of still new. I don't know, kind of still new. Um, definitely not new, but definitely yeah, not as... As popular. As popular to do, I yeah. guess. And we started a podcast and we had some flipping big conversations. These conversations, just like this, what we're having now, but with rugby players that were professionals, um, ex-strength um, and performance conditioning coaches that had moved into to that world of, of yoga and, and understanding what fulfillment is and, and Wim Hof. We had Wim Hof on the podcast and we started chipping away at these conversations, these deep conversations, which I think men ask questions of to themselves and have curiosities. And and that's where we moved into. And I think we sort of embarked upon um, a journey which went a little bit deeper, to be honest. I mean, we, we ran a retreat in 2018. Yeah. And that was us still on that journey. I think mentality, the thing about mentality is in dark side of sport, it was a phrase that I'd used was to find some answers or to just shine a light on the world that we don't speak too much about. As as can, as rugby players, you, you're sort of trained and conditioned to keep taking pain and to keep pushing on and to, you know, endure more pain and suffering both mentally and physically. Mm. And, you know, from living with you for, uh, living with you for a couple of years, I've seen, I've seen that side of way. Seen a bit of that, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but I think, you know, after taking so much suffering and, and, and pain and injuries on your CV that there came a point where that became too much. Yeah. And, you know, you you felt a need to, to talk about it. You know, Mm. you were killing it on the field highest tackler, mm. scoring all these all these tries, making all these tackles, but, you know, underneath it all, there was, there was some work to be done, I think. Yeah, I think. And, and that's, and, and you know, mentality has been the avenue where you've, where you've been able to explore that publicly as well. Publicly, yeah, I think that's what it is. I think it's, it's a journey of me going and asking the questions and shining a light on it um, and questioning it. Because if, like, if I'm doing it, then it... Surely not everyone's doing it, but a lot of people are doing it. A lot of men are doing it. Yeah. When I raise the question or put the put mentality out there um, and live 
a bit more of a bit more vulnerability that the suffering had stopped. I think mm. I think that's what I thought. But it's only it's only alluded to a better way to manage it and a better way to communicate with people, a better way to understand people, a better way to understand myself, meeting more diverse people. Yeah. Like I would say Natalie, Chris O'Connor, and these people that you can move towards to help manage that side of it even better. Mm-hmm. Um, which is what's needed, I think. Which yeah. what in 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 whatever sport you play, I think everyone needs to feel secure and feel like they're doing the best that they can. And and that's a journey that I feel like has brought me to a place which I've got so much peace of mind now. There's so much um, more content within me. Um, and doing doing little things like you know a grateful log on a morning, yeah, yeah, has, has, has helped that. And I think you've realised that you know these these this pain or this anxiety and 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 you know other things are a part of your life. They're a part of everyone's life, but we just need to control them and not let those feelings consume. That's us. it. Because what a man does is banish it or gets rid of it or puts it to the bottom. Mm-hmm. And I I think like today I was anxious. Today I was really anxious this morning. I didn't, I didn't know why. Sometimes that anxiety can tip into creativity and, and I can make something out of it and I can have a lot of energy. Um, I can be gregarious with it. And I can sort of like make things happen. Sometimes I can be anxious and I'm oh, like, I'm feeling it. And before I'd feel like that and that's like the worst thing ever. Like, why am I feeling like this? Mm. do you know what, what's wrong what, what am I doing with this like as I say like I speak to the doctor like I feel like this what, 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 something wrong with me but I think when you, you you go on that journey to understand yourself or you go on that journey to just look at your mental health as if it's a normal thing as, it, as if it is looking at your physical health and you understand how to manage it and how to be sort of non-judgmentally aware of of what's going on for you. Like this morning, like, oh, I'm anxious. It's all right. Yeah. It's sound. Do you know, like, did a bit of meditation, didn't get rid of it. It was still there. But I'm like, it's all right. It's fine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's, the, it's the bit after, which is where you're anxious and you do something with it, block it, or you, you know, you, you, you're not quite, being yourself from it which is that's where you can work on it I think that's where you can work on it so mentality has is, is, is sort of been my own sort of journey in, in, in how to improve and manage and train your mind and, and mental health and I hope that it acts as, as that for other people as well yeah definitely because um, it's been an open open book since we started it uh, and since we we started going to town on it, basically. And I actually don't know where I'd be now having to retire at 27 years old and having to stop playing. If I wasn't propped up by all the last few years of doing that, I mean, what? <laughs> I don't know what yeah. I'd do. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what I'd do, honestly. Honestly, like, it's just... It, 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 
it's crazy to think about. And I feel like what we have now is we, we do have the work that, that's coming up next um, and and is, is working away right now, which is Evolve. It's like taking people on that. Yeah, it's it's taking people on the um, you know the journey of over the last five years, I guess. Yeah, condensed into into a program where mm-hmm. you know all these learnings that we've that we've had and all the conversations that we've had with other people. You know, taking things from little podcasts, taking advice from other people, doing workshops ourselves, and you know putting that into a package where people can be proactive around the mental health and use mentality as a, as a preventative thing. Where you know they don't get to that point where. It's gone too far and they can't mm, come back, mm. you know. There's a part of, uh, there's a requirement of it. Like, it's not just for anyone. I think with Evolve, you've just got to have a bit of curiosity and you've got to think, all right, here we go. Let's have a look. Let's look, let's look, let's look to learn. Um, and I don't want to have to go around the houses to uh, <laughs> look for answers mm. and, and, and find what's going to make me feel content and um, and keep testing out the things that I've always have done that work for a night or a day, um, it's about them coming into in, into to evolve, being curious and ready to learn. Really, that's that's sort of a requirement. I think if mm. if 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 you are wanting to join Evolve, um, I remember this. It always came to me all the time before I decided to do something. But it was like, if you do what you've always done, you get what you always got, and it's like. That is so true, so true. Yeah, for for anything, for for being a successful rugby player or being a successful team, but also for 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 a man who's wanting to look at success in the world or looking at fulfilment, like you do need to change the tools that you're working with yeah. to get a better outcome. Exactly like you just said, you know, if, if if mentality wasn't there and you didn't go on that journey of self-discovery yourself, you know, having this injury that you're going through now with concussion, you know, if that happened five years ago and you didn't you didn't have all these mm. all the knowledge that you do now over the past five years, then you know, where would you be? So mm. Mm. what's what what is this for you? What is it, what have you learned? You've you've learned we, we forgot to say this, but you've learned how to be a video uh <laughs> connoisseur audio connoisseur Don was a sound engineer when I came to him um, to talk about mentality over in York um, after his uh, music production degree and then he moved into video mm. as we were sort of I don't know um, I remember you you doing photography on the first trip yeah mentality has been a vehicle for me to go on my own journey of yeah. you know mental health as well you know uh, you know being proactive around that but also to develop my skills in other areas, you know, yeah, just just overcoming my own anxieties of of starting new things. We've had to, mm. we've had to, we've had to just do it, just push through it, aren't we? Push through it, yeah. I think I think I remember a lot of times where we've met resistance to doing stuff, and we've just gone no, yeah, fuck it, we'll do it, we'll yeah. just fucking do it. And if it don't work out, it don't work out. Yeah, exactly. Like, who's gonna care? <laughs> Who's gonna care if it don't work out? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. We'll care. Yeah. Other people, my God, yeah, it didn't work. Well, whatever. Like, and then it's the next thing. Do you know what I mean? It's like I think there's a big bit in that for mentality as well. It's like I feel proud because we've done something. We put something out there, which is what a lot of people would would shirk away from, or would not want to look at, or yeah. would 
I think it, you know, and the persistence and perseverance that we've had. I feel quite proud about that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I feel quite proud that that we've 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 continued with it, and we've <clears throat> we've actually gone through the levels. We've just kept building. Yeah. Just kept on the that same why and that same journey. Um, because and like you say, there were resistance for you for, for photography, like imposter syndrome. I don't know. Do you want to talk about that? Like uh, where your journeys. You 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 working as a full time video um, productionist, pro, pro, video producer, video yeah, video production. production. Yeah, just tell us a bit about that. Like, what? Where's your skills? Where was the resistance for you to go through to learn those skills, and and and, and how did you come through with that? Well, yeah, I mean, like, like I said, I've you know I've always dabbled in in different things, but I mean, um, you know, music was really my like path. I guess you know, yeah. I, I've always wanted to be involved in the arts in some sort of way, and you know, ever, ever since, you know, being a young kid, my dad was an entertainer and, um, you know, I used to go on jobs with him and sit with the sound guy. And I think that's where that spark really like happened, where I was sat in the sound booth watching a sound guy, you know, mix, uh, mix audio at an event. And I think that's where it sort of triggered. I wanted to like learn about that. And so, yeah, I mean, I mean I've always had that sort of techie mindset and, um, and that's why I went to, to York to study music, music production, and then worked in recording studio for a bit. And I think that's where... I sort of came into my own, really, my own person, and and, and mm. um, you know got a lot of confidence from doing that. Yeah, and um, just just taking on jobs where, yeah, like you said, imposter syndrome and, and pushing through it, and it's you know it's always worked out. Yeah, and I've always done the best I could do. But yeah, I mean, exploring other avenues in, in terms of like photography and video production and podcast production. You know, I want yeah. a few years ago I wouldn't know how to do that, but starting mentality is just. Yeah, been the vehicle of of my own self discovery. Yeah, I think uh, there's a, there's a telltale sign when Dom's stressed. So Dom's <laughs> he's, he's very astute, Dom, with the computer and 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 sound and video and everything tech. Like I've got all full belief in him um, that when I don't know what's going on, Dom knows what's going on. But there's always a sign that Dom does, <laughs> and it's a. Uh, it's like a, I don't know how it quite does it with his hands. It? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> that's that's Dom scratching his head. There's just there's just a, a rapid fire movement with his fingers scratching his head, and then when I see that, I go fuck. I don't I don't know I don't know about this. Is but it's just in in going into that stress area and thinking of the alternatives to pull something out of the bag mm. and that's what you do that's yeah. it i mean i think that's what everyone does you're going what, through the jobs yeah you know? that's that you, you just if something don't work out you just gotta move on and figure out the next thing but and you know that's happened to us a few times on mentality where you know a podcast recording hasn't worked <laughs> that's only happened once when i've done it anyway once, yeah. and yeah. um you know a, pod, a podcast the audio from a podcast was lost but i mean that i think that's part of mentality you know yeah. we're always gonna have bumps in the road and yeah and that's part of life. That's yeah. what mentality is, to shine a light on those warts. Fuck, yeah, I remember that. I remember, we won't say what podcast it was, but it was a flipping amazing one. <laughs> it was a long one. And um, it was just class podcast. Yeah, wasn't it? really deep, really deep conversation. And uh, for some reason, it was beyond our control. The SD card corrupt. Yeah, <laughs> I just saw uh, we we put it. We took the recorder out, uh, the SD card out, the recorder, put it in the laptop, and it said something on the screen. 
Remember first, guard running, first aid. Running first aid. <laughs> Stephen like, is everything all right, Dom? Yeah. Like, first aid, that looks good. Yeah, everything's all right. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. And then five minutes later, I was like, I'm really sorry, lads. The, the SD card's corrupt. I couldn't do anything about that. And I but, still, I still, you still think we don't. No, there's going to be a way. He's got it. He's sorted. There'll be some, <laughs> there'll be some recording. But we're just gone. Um, and that was like a punch in the stomach, I remember. Like, yeah, you were like, fuck. But, you know, we got another recording. We got through it. And um, that's the journey of it, isn't it? Like, that's what I, yeah, that's, that's what I said. I mean, you know, there's always going to be bumps along the way, and you know, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be right if there wasn't, would it? No, no, it won't. So, I guess getting back on track of of, of the journey of of you know mentality through the years. With 2016, we launched the magazine. 2017, we were still focusing on the magazine, Shit. but we sort of evolved into the podcast, and we, we yeah, launched the podcast. Yeah. We're doing a few video interviews, and um, you know, putting them on YouTube. 2018 we did the retreat Mental and sort of retreat. really dived into that mindfulness side of things and yoga and and that sort of became the focus of mentality then didn't it yeah and I, I guess through 2018 and 2019 that's when we launched the mentality in education mm. where stevie was going into different universities and schools and doing workshops with the kids there and and mm. and you know working through some different challenges um with those guys and we, we, we put that plan together didn't we of mentality yeah. and education yeah. Yeah, it's it sort of spun from the podcast. I think the early stages we really, really were shining the light on it. We were sort of opening up the conversations. Like people say, mental health, but there's so much obviously more depth mm. and complexity to it. And we were we were moving through it, talking about it, investigating, like you know what is what's in a crisis for 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 a man like. What are they thinking? Like, what's going on for them? Like, and why? Why is it? Like, why does that happen? <laughs> and we were thinking about the suffering that athletes go through, the struggle of suffering but not being able to speak about it, and all these different layers we were sort of moving through and talking about and reflecting on from the, the magazine to um, the podcast. And I think we got to a moment where we thought, all right, we've had our experiences. We are still on them. We're still on with it. Mm -hmm. But there's a bit that we need to offer or we can offer. And it's probably, if we don't, we're doing ourselves a disservice. So it's sort of morphed into mentality of the organisation, not just the magazine or, or just the raising awareness. It was the education for universities mm -hmm. to put ourselves out there as an organisation that would go and speak openly with an athlete at these universities um, to a to a, a crowd of students, sports students, and give them a, a whistle a whistle stop tour of all the information that we'd gathered and and what we could understand. And the, the layers of it and the complexities to it. And, and, you know, one of the biggest examples of that is Mentality Retreat, which yeah. Craig White came on. And the ex-British Lions uh, strength and conditioner and still currently does do strength and conditioning. But there was a moment in his life where he decided that there was need something to, there needed to be more expansion when it comes to performance. So Craig came and ran a retreat yeah, he helped facilitate it alongside yeah, mentality, didn't exactly. he? Exactly. So we both facilitated it. 
we had three days worth at Wheatwood Hall Hotel who were consistently sporting us in everything that we do. Absolute, like, legends. And we had this retreat, Craig White ran this retreat and facilitated it with us. And for me, like, it was the first moment outside of, of the last year, the 2017 sort of journey of me seeing the potential in men when they just drop the barriers mm. and they openly speak and they leave the ego at the door. And I'm like, I can remember, like, why are we not doing this all the time? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I remember that. Like, what is this world that we've walked into which is not ever... Why are we so scared of it? Do you know what I mean? Like, why? what stops us doing it? Yeah. Why do we not do it? It's, it's, it's strange because, you know, it was like 12 guys on that retreat and everyone was strangers at, mm. at the beginning. But literally, you know, by that evening, you felt like brothers. Yes. Just just from doing a few simple things, like we, you know, we did a sharing to begin with, yeah. which obviously people are going to be reserved. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, as soon as one person opens up, that's like, oh, yeah, you know, it's, yeah. this is a safe space for, for other people to do the same. So, mm. and, you know, other other tasks, like we walk around the room and then stop and stare at someone in the eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always a good one, isn't it? Yeah. You, you, you <laughs> yeah. do that and then you feel like you know someone's childhood and yeah. you know where they've come from. Yeah. Really strange, really strange um, uh, task. But it's, yeah, by that evening, you know, we, we everyone, I think, realised that it was a safe space. I think, and, and it's it's fine to open up. Yeah, yeah. And, it you know, lots of meditation, box breathing, um, and just everyone being there for similar reasons. And the terrain that we that we dealt in was more open, relaxed, like supportive. And, and, and like I say, the eye gazing, that was a surprise for a lot of us. <laughs> but these sort of things... You have to, it's not going to be easy. You have to go through a bit of discomfort and a bit of reservation and a bit of ego saying, what the fuck's this? Yeah. And you go through it and you go, wow, here we are. Here we, this is, this is, this is the ultimate level of communication, of respect for each other. That's it. Yeah. Of, of feeling at home, mm. secure mm. and like, I'm like, we're doing this. I'm like, why do we not do it? I say it. Why do we not do this? Yeah. So, so that's, you know, from the retreat, then we, we wanted to take that, you know, and, and into schools and, and, mm. and universities. So I think, yeah, 20, 2018 was, was a big year for education, yeah. you know, in, in terms of delivering that message. And then, yeah, and then, you know, I think 2019 was, was more of the same of that one, you know, we were, we were developing mm. that more, doing a lot more podcasts and really, really trying to elevate that. 2020, 2020. let's start a clothing line. <laughs> yeah, it was... It was the back end of 19, wasn't it? It was back end of 19. Yeah, it was. Yeah, 2019. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christmas. Christmas, yeah. yeah. Um, put a parallel out there. Well, I think we, we realised, you know, that we were coming across people and we were getting messages saying, you know, mentality is awesome. Mentality is doing a great job in, in helping people. But we're also getting messages from people who are like, I'm really struggling mm. and I, I can't find a way out. You know, I've tried these things. Mm. And it's clear that those those people need psychological support, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you know, I think we realised that we needed something. We needed something to be able to help the, those sort of guys, and you know, we're not we're not qualified, no. you know, in, no. in that we can't we can't provide counselling and therapy mm. to someone. So, 
you know, after seeing all the stats of like, you know, the waiting times for the NHS and people mm. getting that immediate psychological support, it's just not there for some people. So we wanted to, we wanted to find another avenue where we can support those people. And, and we, we thought that, you know, creating a clothing line where people can be proud of wearing the mental health, but also where we can d donate 25% of profits to providing immediate psychological support mm. to people. Yeah. And then the reason for that figure is it's 25% of people in the UK suffer with a mental health problem each year. That's where we came to the figure. Um, and that's why we put the apparel out there. And we, we sort of went through thinking about the dark side of sport and thinking about the whole sort of makeup of that article and what pushed me to do it and what made me think about what resilience is, what made me think about taking those scary steps to put it out there, just like my Nana did. We launched with the Cultivate Collection, which mm -hmm. is to to put the message out there for men in specific to cultivate, in specific to use your mind as a tool and not to let it run you and to add things to your life, to be creative, to try new things. And that's what the, the message was through the artwork um, of my nano who decided to do a fine art degree at 60 years old um, to take something back for herself, to use it as an avenue of self-expression. Um, so that's what we launched with. That's what we launched with. That's the ethos of, of what we launched with. And it comes back to the dark side of sport. It comes back to the journey of going out there and, and doing it and just like bring everything in, in around it after. Yeah. So that's the, that's the, that's the apparel and, and the apparel's still going. We've just released the performance collection um, and we've got some good stuff coming up soon. We've got some good stuff coming up soon. And on the back end of that, something that we've been able to add, which I only, I feel real sense of pride, like the, the, the sort of like maximum sort of sense of joy and accomplishment and comfort in quite a numerous sort of different things. One being when all of this work that I spoke about, we just spoke about the retreat, that sort of filtered into the work with the Rhinos as a captain and, and helping turn around our fortunes in 2019. I felt proud. I felt really accomplished. I felt like I'd served something and, and, and really helped in a way. Another one of those is with the Evolve meetup that I felt that the other, other day, um, with all the guys physically actually being able to, to meet up. But then the other one is, is the amount of people we've been able to serve through the counseling yeah. from John Bell. Mm -hmm. So we talked about the apparel, but now we've got a full, fully encompassing machine there where we've got a counselor on board called John Bell, who completely understands the ethos of where we're going. He's an ex rugby player. He's a counselor who we said, look, come on board with us. We felt like we needed, like you say, to be able to offer something that was there directly when people need it. The why behind the mentality power is, is to provide that immediate psychological support for people. And, you know, like Stevie said, John's come on board to to be that that guy who can do that. You know, he's a fully qualified psychotherapist and counsellor. And um, yeah, John's awesome. He's a Northern yeah. bloke. 
Yeah. He gets it and and is just there to just to do good and That's help it. people. That's it. And it's it gets past that concern. I think there's a concern for men where they think counselling and mental health support is for women and that it's not for them. But I think Oh, just like an American thing, like go talk to your shrink. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. movies and stuff. Therapy. Yeah. It's like I think it gets straight past it. I think you go on a counselling site and it's like you see John Bell and you understand his past and you go, All right, there's someone that, that I can have a constructive conversation mm -hmm. with here and speak to him like like a bloke. So that's that's one of the proudest moments, I think, or the proudest feelings that I've had from the work, being able to have a counsellor on board and offer that. What runs alongside that is obviously Evolve. And we've had Evolve running for six months now. Yes. And that's been absolutely incredible. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's it's one of those things where, you know, we've, we've done, you know, magazine, podcast, video interviews, we've traveled, we've um, created a clothing line, and now we want to condense all that learning into mm -hmm. into Evolve, which is a membership platform, which people can join anytime, leave anytime, mm -hmm. and it's it's on-demand learning at, yeah. at their pace. Yeah. You know, it's workshops from Stevie, you get video video messages and, and um, workshops, and we, we do like monthly uh, concept clubs, which is where we deep dive into a concept. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's, just, it's just the tool, the tool yeah. for your mental health. It's the trusty companion. It, it, we, we take people on the journey. We take people on the journey of, we take curious people on the journey, I'd say. And one, the, 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 the people that want to break through to the other side, as Jim Morrison would say, and understand that connection that you probably struggle to get in day-to-day -day life, I'd say. I think we're lucky in the way that, that the more and more we've got into it, the more and more it's just seemed like it's just natural uh, occurrence for us now in our friendship group and 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 with the partners. I think it's just we we're sort of bringing people into that mode of living, mm. bringing bringing them into learning about how mindfulness is uh, non-negotiable, how a practice of gratitude is a non-negotiable. We've got the support, we've got the community, we've got the accountability, and we've got people that are pulling up trees to change a life and use the knowledge that we're sort of passing on to grow another leg with and just go forward with. And it makes me it makes me so happy, especially when I saw everyone in, in real life. Zoom does its job, it's convenient. Yeah. But when we saw a bunch of the guys from Evolve the other day did a bit of yoga. Yeah. Had a bit of a chat, had a bit of, uh, we had a vegan curry actually for Dom. <laughs> um, but when we did that, I was just like so, so happy about it and just felt like what we're doing is is what's needed and what's right. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, we've, we've sort of coined the term of, of mental health. The, the mental, Evolve is the mental health training regime and we're trying to, we're trying to take the same approach as, you know, like people do with the physical health in the gym. Mm. You, you get a PT and and they sort of keep you accountable and keep you on track. That's what Evolve is for your mental health. And, you know, it's it's bringing that community of people together who, you know, people might not have that community at home. That sort of stereotype of being the tough guy and, and you know, we, we sort of 
trying to bring a community of people together where where you can talk openly about your mental health and and really sort of deep dive into it. There's, there's these things that you'd ask about a physical training regime. You think, how am I going to get bigger biceps? How am I going to get a bigger chest? Whatever. But for those guys that want to eradicate negative self-talk or the effect that that has on them, who want to stop feeling empty, who want to understand what fulfillment is, what peace of mind is, we're giving the knowledge on it and putting you on that training, like personal training regime for it. Yeah. You can you can meditate. We can show you how to meditate and the why behind it, the reasons why we do it. We can show you the power of gratitude, the power of training that reticular activating system, which is the bundle of neurons looking for whatever you train it to look for in your brain. And we can we can walk you through it and we can bring you into a, a team and a community that just that 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 just have the bit between the teeth that are wanting to make an impact on the life for themselves but also other people. That's the responsibility of us. We cannot we cannot change our brains in the way that we get worries or or jealousies or insecurities, but we can learn to manage it. That's our responsibility. That's hundred percent our responsibility. And if you're not doing it, then and you're curious, curious enough to change, then that's where I think we come in, to be honest. Definitely, yeah. I think, you know, mental health illnesses are just a part of life. You know, they're not going to be eradicated, mm. um, you know, ups and downs and is part of the journey. Mm. But it's how you cultivate and find resilience through those times of adversity. And like you said, that's what mentality is here for, just to, just to give that little push to, in the right direction and, that's you know, it. explore new ways of thinking. We all love meeting new people, and having those conversations, those deep conversations, which, yeah, they make me feel very alive <laughs> doing them. I love them. I love the workshops. But that's us. That's where we're at now. What's next, do you reckon? Well, that's yeah, that's that's where we're at now. And, and we're trying to, I think, you know, create, obviously evolves a, a membership platform and, and it, is, it is a charged, chargeable platform. But we... It's that that's there because we can get the best people on board to mm. you know provide that that insight. You know, yoga teachers, meditation teachers, they all need paying, so that's yeah. why Evolve is a is a paid platform. But and I flipping need a job as well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get paid anymore to play rugby, so I uh, I need a job and I want to do it with the most flipping purpose and drive that I've always had. And now I want to help people. I want to make that a reality to that be the dream. That would be the dream. And it's something that, that we keep growing and we keep helping people to ingrain habits like meditation, which is literally changing the physical makeup of your brain. It's a bicep curl for your brain. They're ingraining those habits just as much as I brush my teeth or more than I brush my teeth. Which is not that often. It's not a lot. It's not a lot of time. It's not a lot of time. I'm getting uh, I'm getting my teeth actually done pretty soon in terms of actually having two front teeth <laughs> fixed in. But in terms of, you know, what's next for, for mentality, who knows? We've 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 launched a magazine, a podcast, a clothing line, mentality counselling is now a thing. Mm. We've um 
you know, video interviews, retreats, mentality and education. Who knows what's next? Retreats, but I it's, think. It's an exciting journey to, to be on. Yeah, I think And like you said, it's something that I'm so proud to to be a part of and yeah. be able to go through, you know, realizing our own values through this journey and and just becoming better people, better blokes. Yeah. Better blokes. Better men. That's it. We're helping ourselves, aren't we? Yes, sir. I think retreats will be next. I think yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll be... I think I think the I don't know maybe abroad maybe abroad retreats that'd be nice <laughs> that'd be nice but I just think the community that we're we're, we're sort of forming uh, and the support that that's around us I just think that that we're really really moving forward and and hopefully in a way that we can serve more and more people and and. You know, inevitably, if we keep working hard, it's we're going to be able to do it, and and we support, and I really mean this, we support everyone who has ever bought a T-shirt, has ever retweeted, has ever liked anything that we've done and supported it, because that's literally what what we are. That's why we're why we're here. Like, I don't like being so hung up on um, being externally validated, but. We need to be serving that need. And if we're serving that need, that makes us happy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, the, the why for mentality is not monetary at all. It's not something we take a wage from. Although, you know, mentality is registered as a business. We don't take yeah. a wage from it. It's it's completely, um, yeah, the, the why is just to help people. And a lot of people have helped us along the way. So I guess a huge shout out to everyone yeah. who's done that. Yeah, for sure. You know, Laura Bartlett from yeah. House of Coco, who kicked off this this whole spark yeah. of, of creating an <laughs> online platform. Um, I, I, you know we can't name everyone because we'll be here no. for another five years, <laughs> won't we? But yeah. um, you know, to all the people who've generously donated to Mentality, you know, monetary mm -hmm. or or whether that's you know, yeah, money or time or just club members, Mentality club members, Mentality club members, yeah, yeah. the the OGs, yeah, um, yeah, to all the people who've supported through the apparel, um, you know, listened to and shared the podcast and and all the sponsors along the way as well. You know, they've they've given us the financial backing to be able to put more money into mentality and, and spread the message. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's helped a lot of people who have been in a, in a dark place and, you know, even if they're happy or, and just stuck in a rut, but just need that little push, you know, that's what mentality has been there for to, to provide that spark of motivation and to go on and, and, and do good things. Yes, so, sir. Yes, so sir. So thanks everyone. Thank you guys. And we will see you on the other side. We'll see you in another five years for a 10-year catch-up. <laughs> yeah. See you for see you for a 10-year catch-up in five years. If we're still flipping, doing podcasts, it's probably going to be some flipping crazy. Yeah, it'll be virtual reality yeah. podcasts. We'll see you on VR in 10 years. <laughs>